0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. We are in store for a treat today. One of my favorite things in the whole world is a massage, and we are fortunate enough to have Jerica Glazier. She is the owner of Gulf Harbors Therapeutic Massage. Formerly Trinity Therapeutic Massage, Jerrica, How are you doing this afternoon?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I am doing really, really well. I uh, I always like finding out like behind the scenes stuff about things I thoroughly enjoy, and and this is one of the things I thoroughly enjoy. So this should be this should be a great conversation. Let me take a second to talk a little bit about the Good Neighbor Podcast and who we are and how we do what we do and why we do it. So. The good neighbor podcast started in 2020 during COVID with um a gentleman by the name of charlie mcdermott down in southwest florida and the whole purpose of the podcast was really during that social distancing period we had here to give businesses and organizations in the community the ability to reach out and get in front of residents in the community and people in the area so the nice thing is the podcast has gone national i'm the person who handles it here in the tampa market specifically in pasco and how we do it is just like this. We are going to have a conversation like two everyday people, business owners in the area and talk a little bit about what you have going on and, and uh, some of the things that are important to you and how you got into business and all that. And then when we're done with that, we're going to we're going to splash it out all over the Internet for people to see and for you to share and for everybody to start talking about your, your new rebranding of your business. So if that sounds good, the first big question is tell us about your business. Tell us what you have going on.
1: So my business, I just made the big jump and moved it to my house. Actually, I renovated a room, turned it into my massage room, uh, which is why the big rebrand. And uh, now I take my regular clients all moved with me and I'm getting new clients. And uh, most of my clients are are people who have pain, uh, mostly in their neck and low back. That's what I specialize in. And those are the people that I love to help because I suffer from that same pain.
0: So this is, so there, you know, like I said, massage is one of my favorite things. I actually had a motorcycle accident 20 something years ago, and I've frequently gotten massaged and I've seen a chiropractor forever. So the massage you're talking about is more of a, like a deep tissue, like pressure point release type massage. It's not like a hot stone relaxation and a spa massage.
1: Yes, exactly. I like to tell people I don't do that relaxation foo-foo stuff. There's plenty of massage therapists out there that are great at that. I don't like to do it. I like to have a goal in mind. I like to dig in and get the job done.
0: <laughs> so do you do like Dr. Evil and put your pinky to your mouth and go hum, 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 and then like then just dig into their back and say the pain is coming? Is that kind of like the warm up to getting them on the table?
1: I, I, I do enjoy that every now and then. But okay. no, the, the purpose of massage is to not be in pain.
0: <laughs> to relieve it, the pain. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes you have to go through a little bit of that to, to get past that point, right? People are kind of knotted up and they need to they, they need release yes. in certain spots to, so there is some pain to get that relief.
1: Yes, and there's certain areas that are more sensitive than others for people. Um, it, it's just good to use change the amount of pressure you use because it should be a good pain, not a you want to hit me kind of pain.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean not want to jump off the table when you're when you're in exactly. the middle of hitting a pressure point or something that's in there. I I can completely understand that. And then the the move to your to your home office or your home uh, facility clinic, if you will. Uh, does that help you to be able to see more patients? Like how far away was the old clinic from where you are? Like, does this save you a bunch of commute time? And I know out in West Pasco, I was just out there earlier today. The traffic is so crazy. If you're running back and forth trying to get from A to B, uh, does this save you time and allow you to see more patients?
1: Actually, no. My uh, my office was only 1.2 miles from my home. So okay. Not that big of a difference, but it definitely uh, helps with uh, how much it costs each month to run the business. That Absolutely, the thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Rent is rent is a big part of the overhead that comes along with with starting a business and running your own shop. So I can completely understand that. So tell the listeners a little bit, of, you know how how you get to where you are now. I mean, did you always, you know, growing up was was like the medical holistic medicine or like therapeutic medicine? Was that always something that appealed to you, or how did you get to where you are now?
1: Uh, No, actually. I was in college, and I planned, after I graduated, to become a police officer. Uh,
0: That's a different different kind of (laughs) roughing people up, but okay.
1: Yeah, pretty much, but I loved it. Uh, uh, That's what I wanted to do, specifically to get into homicide. And uh, during my last spring semester of college, I was rear-ended by a Mack truck, So I have permanent damage and, uh, I was already working at a massage place as a front desk. So I got to see the benefits that massage therapy gave to somebody like me, um, after a car accident and between that and going to the chiropractor, I mean, it's the closest getting back to normal I ever would be. so. So let
0: me ask you a question then, you know, and this, this is kind of a question that's usually I kind of save for a little bit later, but having that accident, and you had this career path in mind for you and does it, it does it shift your gears in your head because of you having to get the therapy or was there um once you had this accident was your opportunity to be in law enforcement no longer available because of injury or I mean could you have still done it and your passion just got away from it how did that kind of evolve
1: so what happened is despite that being in that car accident, I uh, was still gung-ho about being a police officer. Um, I went through, there's a written abilities test, I passed that. I did the physical abilities test and passed that. But it was after that that I had to lay in bed for about four hours straight because I was in so much pain. And it, it opened my eyes to knowing I can't do um, anything like Yeah. I, yeah. just being up and walking around for hours or sitting in one spot for hours at a time. Like I, I need to be able to have the flexibility to rest when I need it.
0: So, yeah, so that, that was kind of why I asked that question. I mean, there, you know, I, I mean, being in law enforcement, there is although some law enforcement people don't look like they're physically fit to that degree, but there are quite a, you know, there is a quite a bit of a toll on your body if you're in pursuit of somebody, but then there's also a toll on your body. Like you said, of sitting in a, a car all day and, and we're just wearing that equipment, wearing, you know, Kevlar or wearing your vest in the, the stuff that you have to carry around Everything with you on the belts, just that weight right there. alone. Right, weighing on your hips. Yeah. So that's great though. You know, what's it, what's, I know it's it's not um, ideal, but fortunately, you were able to come to that conclusion before you did all this to get into it. So then how do you transition? So now you're working in a in a in a uh, massage therapy uh, office. Do you just decide, you know, I'm going to shift gears and start to pursue this? And like, what is the transition like? Is there a whole bunch of extra schooling and things that you need to go through? How do you do that?
1: Uh, there's some schooling. Yes. Uh, in the state of Florida, I believe it's 500 hours of, um, massage schooling and certain amount of hours for hands-on time. I went to Sun State Academy that was in Clearwater. Um, it was about a seven month program. Um, so not too long. And then you have to get licensed with the state. So you go take a state exam and pass that.
0: Okay. So, so then it doesn't, it's not like it's a, a starting, I mean, it is starting over from scratch, but it's not like you're a you know, did like, you know, five years of study as a doctor and then had to switch gears to go do another five years somewhere else. It was a, it was a relatively, I mean, I'm sure when you were going through it at the time, it seemed, you know, very arborist, but you just, um, you just uh, made the move and switched over and then got into this. So then do you go, the place that you were working at, did you just go to them to do some of your training or did you just completely start at a new location and then start over?
1: Well, the funny thing is, while I was in school, I finally heard back from a job I applied for, and it was actually to be a nine one one operator for Pinellas County. Oh wow! So I, I was stuck in that for about five years, and I just massaged like friends and family on the side. It wasn't until twenty twenty one that I said, "All right, I'm done with this," and I jumped full time into massage.
0: Good for you. That that's a, that's bravery to be able to do that and say, "Listen, this is not my passion." I need to get into this thing that that draws me that I wanted or that I want to enjoy. And, and, you know, there is there is a whole a whole side of it that is, you know, you are truly helping people with this, you know, with therapy. It's, it's basically seeing people that are broken the way you were broken and being able to turn them around and watching them be able to do the things they might not have been able to do before or lead a little bit easier of a life because of the therapy you provide. That's got to be super gratifying. Although nine one one operator, if you're helping save people's lives and getting police there and stuff, that's pretty gratifying too, I would assume. But this yeah. is probably a little less scary, I would think.
1: It's definitely a not so fast paced. That's mm. for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure Pinellas County nine one one has to be pretty a pretty high paced uh, high paced environment and a little stressful. So. In your, in your industry, you know, doing massage, therapeutic massage, where you're helping people recover, what are some of the, like, misconceptions, I mean, besides people thinking maybe it's like a relaxation massage, that you have to overcome with them when they come in to see you, or like myths that they think, hey, I'm going to come in and, you know, one session, I'm going to be healed, like you have these magic powers, um, what's some of the obstacles and things like that that you have to overcome with clients regularly?
1: So definitely just the the one-time visit, a lot of my clients do understand because um, they live with chronic pain, that one visit probably isn't going to solve all their problems. Um, so that's not something I have to deal with, but I'm sure other massage therapists do. Um, for me, the big thing is the difference between deep tissue and deep pressure. People think, oh yeah, I, I love I love deep pressure when I ask them their pressure preference. And then I'm like, okay. And then I, I dig in there and they are practically Yow. jumping off the table. Yeah. And, And no, so you don't want deep pressure. You want it to feel like the job is getting done, which means that could just be a light pressured massage with doing deep tissue techniques.
0: Gotcha. So, so, okay. So explain to me the difference then deep, deep tissue, a deep tissue massage would be what, like in, in like layman's terms, like, so people like me that are totally unaware listening to this, what's the difference between deep tissue and deep pressure?
1: So for deep tissue, it is working um, using different techniques that allow you to get the deeper muscles. So you have like surface area muscles where those get touched during a basic relaxation massage, but there's muscles that are overlapping each other. So it's techniques that get the muscles that are below the surface area ones. Okay. Now you would think, oh, they're deeper in there. That means, yes, deeper pressure, which can happen. Certain ones do require you to do more pressure, but you can still help those muscles by doing a lighter pressure if the client you're working on can't take it right okay. away I've, I've had people where when i first started working on them i have to do a really light massage but the intention is still to release those muscles specifically and then as we keep working this person's able to have more like a medium pressure massage now so we're able to work harder on there and have more access to those muscles okay
0: without having to be as as much pressure because now you've either loosened up some of the muscle fibers on the different layers and now it's easier to get to where you need to get to without that heavy pressure exactly gotcha so so it always fascinated me people that do massage I mean your hands have to be incredibly strong to be able to do that at the how many on average how many clients would you say you see a day
1: So you don't, that's another misconception. Your hands don't have to be strong at all. Um, I use elbows, forearms, fists, everything. And you actually aren't supposed to use your muscles that much. You use your body weight. So you just lean into it.
0: Okay.
1: That's why people call me the deep tissue queen because they can't believe how deep I can go.
0: So. So then you're really just leaning into somebody with an elbow, like a professional wrestler. Like you should be in the WWE, just bringing the elbow down on somebody, but you don't bring it hard. You're just kind of grinding it in to find that spot.
1: Yes. Yeah. you have to be really careful with the elbow because if your elbow goes over somebody's bone, that doesn't feel too good. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. painful.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I always, um, I always found it interesting. Like I, I would, the reason I asked that question is because, Besides being on your feet and, you know, maybe leaning in with your back and all the other body parts that you, you know, integrate into that massage, like I always just thought like massage therapists would go home at the end of the day and just like put their hands in ice buckets because they would be swollen and sore and all that stuff. So that's good to know that it's more about the leverage and the pressure that you're using with the rest of your body as opposed to just grinding and digging in with your hand. So, so. For you, I mean, this is clearly a passion for you. you, you know you, you've made this transition in your life and you, you've done all this. When you are not massaging and, and not uh, helping people with their their injuries, what do you do for fun?
1: I play pool. I'm on a league, I play every Wednesday, and I don't let anything get in the way of me going to that.
0: Okay, so here's the question then. When if you go to the pool hall and nobody's like you do you do like Tom Cruise in the color of money and like wear like nerd glasses and blow a couple games and take people's money, or do you just go in and just play in a league for points? Uh
1: I I play in a league, so they all know exactly how good I am. So there is no tricking anyone when I'm there. No hustling. No
0: hustling. Okay.
1: But if I, I do go out to have fun in general, I actually get a little cocky and go. So who wants to lose?
0: <laughs> uh-huh. so so now where? Um, so you're out in West Pasco. I mean, where's the, where's your league, your pool league? What's the what's the place that it's at?
1: It's a sticks. That's a Palm Harbor. Okay,
0: sticks in Palm Harbor. Okay, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll make sure to tag them in this. Uh, uh podcast so you can give them a little free plug for sticks in palm harbor so and then do you have um so how, tell, explain to me how league works like how many people are on your team
1: so uh, each team can have five to eight people on it but as far as who plays that night only five people play
0: and is it five games going on at the same time and then you kind of rotating to the next person on the other team
1: No. So we go back to back for each match. Um, Each match depends on the skill level of the person of your opponent. And then as soon as you're done with the first match, then the second match starts because there's multiple teams going on. Um, Gotcha. Once some tables free up, then yes, we can have like two games going on at the same time. So we can get out of there sooner.
0: I was going to say, and at sticks, that that was my next question. So if you have league night at sticks, I know like in bowling and league nights in bowling, they reserve X number of lanes for the leagues. Do they have like they have I'm assuming they have tables reserved for you guys for your league. And then if it's a slower night, you can use extra tables or is it kind of just, you know, uh, you get what you get.
1: Well, yeah, so actually with uh, the sticks, they kind of remodeled a little bit and we have all of the regular nine foot tables um, and usually two of those are open for us to practice on throughout the night. And then they brought in a bunch of other tables that are like the quarter ones um, that are smaller. So that way for people who still want to come in those nights and play, they have those that option over there. That's
0: cool. That's really cool. So, um, and then when you're not playing Lee, like where's the places where you go and throw down the gauntlet and say, who wants to lose their money? And where, where's the other places to go hang out and shoot pool and take hustle people for their money?
1: So, usually it's actually at the stockyard in holiday because I love to line dance as well.
0: Oh, okay. Well, see, that's another thing you do for fun. So, you love to line dance. So, Who is, um, I mean, that is not my area of expertise. So who would be a good artist to listen to? I I picture violins and banjos playing when you align dance. What is the actual, that's now break that myth and misconception. What is, what is the actual line dancing? Is it artists, popular artists or no?
1: Yes, it's popular artists. It's um, even older artists as well. But nowadays they They just throw a line dance to anything. So you could be listening to 93.3 and have some dancing song on. And guess what? There could be a line dance to that.
0: Really? So do you have a whole crew that you go out and line dance with too? Is there like a line? There's a pool crew and then there's a line dancing crew?
1: There are uh, quite a few regulars. We usually hang around the DJ booth. Um, I haven't been in quite some time because I'm so tired. Um, But uh, I go line dancing and we just go to the DJ booth and that's where everybody is at. And I line dance for a bit. For anyone that goes to the stockyard or ever will go to the stockyard, I am known as Tutu Girl. I wear a tutu when I go oh there.
0: Oh, <laughs> boy. All right. Well, that is a whole other podcast, actually. that we—that That is a whole other thing that we could have a podcast about. We'll have to revisit Tutu Girl when we have a little bit more time. Since we're kind of getting to the point here where we want to make sure people know what's going on with your business... Um, What would be the one thing that people that are listening to this that listen, if they remember nothing else besides Tutu Girl, because that's now embedded in my mind forever. um, What would be the one thing about your business that you want them to know taking away from this podcast?
1: So I am certified in medical massage. I got that license last year. And the reason I got that is to learn techniques to specifically help people with chronic low back and neck pain. And those tend to be people in car accidents like me. I understand your pain. I go through the same thing and I have to search for a great massage therapist and I can't massage myself, but I can massage you.
0: So then that leads me just into one follow up on that is how does insurance work? Because it's medical therapeutic massage. Does insurance cover it or is it something that's usually generally outside a network?
1: So for massage therapists in Florida, unfortunately, we are considered out of network. Um, So I am with certain companies uh, as an out of network massage therapist. You can always go to my website and verify whether your insurance is covered or not. And I will contact you once it's confirmed or denied. Okay. Usually it's not covered, but you can still come to me for just uh, the regular price of my massages.
0: Okay. Understood. Understood. So um, the, the most important question, I guess, is how and we will put all this in the podcast when we list it and, and, and post it but tell people how do they find you what is the best way website email phone number uh, carrier pigeon you know 2222s two-two, anonymous whatever whatever way to get a hold of you how do they do that
1: okay so the best way to get a hold of me is you can always call me at 727-300-2668 that is a separate cell phone. So you can call it, text it, whatever you need. Uh, but okay. my website has a lot of information and that's golfharborsmassage.com. And that's golf as in G-U-L-F. Okay. Not G-O-L-F,
0: G-U-L-F. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, because um, it's I live in Gulf Harbor. So that's yep. why I named my business after it. <laughs> I
0: get it, I get it. It's easier for people to find that way. It's You're basically giving, putting a dot on a map for them to be able to locate you. It's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So. In closing, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on episode 15 of the Good Neighbor podcast. All of Jerrica's information will be included in the post when you get it. If you were suffering from back pain or neck pain, you need to look up her website and get all her information and go and see her. She has real world first person experience on the pain that you may be going through. So why what better person to go to than someone who's been through it and they can help you get through it yourself. Jerrica, thank you so much for being on with us today. I hope uh, I hope this was as painless as possible. And that's pun intended because we're talking about pain. So, I, all right. I'll end on my bad dad joke. Thank you so much for being on. You have a great day. Thanks for listening.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPPasco.com. That's gnp. Passco.com or call 813-922-3610.